It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. In just a moment, we will be joined by Utah Senator Mike Lee. I'm very much looking forward to the conversation we'll have with him. As you know, the Supreme Court's been handed down decisions left and right lately. They just moved uh, outside the season of Supreme Court decisions. And uh, some of them have been rather trying on our understanding of religious liberty. Uh, and it will be uh, Senator Lee who shortly will be speaking uh, in an event, uh, a congressional series event hosted by the Sutherland Institute. The title of his address will be The Supreme Court and Religious Liberty, the Top Court's Impact uh, This Term. And joining me now is uh, Senator Lee. Senator, how are you, sir? Doing great. Thanks so much, Lee. Were you cheering for the Utah Jazz last night? Of course, always. Pretty good win there at the end. Indeed. Uh, you go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's um, it's always good to have something to root for that's um, not related to a virus or politics, and yet we find ourselves nonetheless surrounded by and affected by a virus, politics, and the law. It, everything is intertwined these days. There is no uh, like untying this knot. You really just have to navigate the best you can. Uh, one of my great frustrations is how much overlap there is. There is no such thing as escapism anymore. Uh, You, sir, are someone I have long viewed as someone qualified to sit on the Supreme Court. I know that sounds like a a silly and outlandish thing to say, but uh, I I am often inspired by your mind and your analysis uh, along constitutional lines. And as I have been on the receiving end of these Supreme Court decisions, in uh, in particular the recent decision impacting uh, a church in Nevada, I thought, I wonder what Mike Lee has to say about all this. How have you been impacted by uh, by these decisions, sir, and most recently the one to come uh, from Nevada? Yeah, you know, the interesting thing there is uh, the fact that you can have a state that tells casinos that they can open and will make accommodations for them based on um, concerns related to the global pandemic while simultaneously telling churches that they don't have access to the same kinds of exceptions, even with the comparable kinds of spacing requirements in place as are available to casinos, that's a problem. And uh, that's a problem the Supreme Court should have remedied and didn't. And I think that's really disappointing. Whenever uh, a government acts toward people that creates a secular exemption, if it creates an exemption available to other people on other categories that don't have anything to do with the free exercise of religion, if it doesn't make corresponding accommodations for religious belief, uh, that's a problem, and we should all be concerned about that. What's to be done about it? What can? Well, let me ask you this. What can you do about it as a member of the Senate, and then what can folks like me do about this, listening to you and your thoughts? First and foremost it's important that people take into account decisions like these 
and the fact that it doesn't end and begin with the courts. Hmm. There's so much more to this than the courts. It's not a matter of the Supreme Court sitting there and deciding, hmm, you know, what should we bring up today? Courts can only respond to cases brought before them uh, based on what percolates up uh, from throughout the country. First and foremost, these were decisions made by state and local officials in the state of Nevada. It would never have come to this. It should never have come to this if the decision makers on the ground in Nevada had made religious accommodations as they should have. So I think the most important thing for us to do as citizens is that when we see a local government taking an action, we should make sure that religious accommodations are made. We should make sure that at a minimum, churches aren't treated on a level and under a standard that is inferior to or more aggressive, more restrictive than a casino. And, uh, and, and how do we do that? Is that simply through, uh, you know, voting uh, elected officials who, you know, share our attitude on this front? Or uh, is there yeah. a time when, when such at least perceived betrayal of the Bill of Rights, and particularly the First Amendment of the Constitution, is so betrayed by the courts that, uh, that, that protest is called for? Or I don't know. I mean, the, the extreme comes to mind. Yeah, so uh, protest in the sense of people speaking their minds is always warranted, is always constitutionally protected, as long as you're doing so in a peaceful, law-abiding fashion. I, I think that's always warranted. It's um, not necessarily going to make all the difference here, but I think a sustained effort on the part of individual citizens to reach out to members of their city council or the state legislature or any time a state or a city or another uh, entity as a political subdivision of a state takes action. People should express their mind. When they see restrictions being imposed, they should reach out and find out whether their city council or their state legislature is making appropriate accommodations for religious observances. And if they aren't, they really ought to be held accountable. This isn't necessarily something people campaign on one way or another, but maybe it should right. be. And when, when uh, lawmakers and other policymakers um, get phone calls from people, when they hear people express concerns, they'll be a lot more likely to not make the same mistake twice. Uh, I strongly suspect that there will be some political backlash within the state of Nevada over this issue. Uh, and uh, I, I strongly suspect that they'll think twice next time before making a decision like this. I sure hope so. Or at least that their decision-making attitudes are broadened and they understand what you described earlier, that a decision made uh, in, in the secular uh, space must also be considered and made uh, and those accommodations made uh, for, for the exercise of religion. You will be expanding on, on these themes and others as you present uh, a, a talk before uh, the Sutherland Institute as part of their congressional series. What's your message that day? Well, I'll be talking about a number of recent Supreme Court decisions, uh, including, in addition to the one we just discussed, a case called Espinosa versus Montana Department of Revenue, where the Supreme Court held recently that religious schools may not be excluded from generally available funding uh, from the public on the basis of their religious identity alone. And we'll be talking about a couple of other cases in addition to that one, including Little Sisters of the Poor versus Pennsylvania, mm. where the, the court upheld the Trump administration's exemption uh, to the contraception mandate in Obamacare. And then uh, our, our, our Lady of Guadalupe versus Morrissey, Peru, where the court affirmed that the First Amendment requires that religious schools 
need to enjoy significant autonomy in making employment decisions according to their respective uh, religious missions. These are all good signs for religious freedom. And so even though we've had um, a disappointing decision here or there, we've also had some very good ones this term, and I'm encouraged by that. I look forward to hearing what you have to say on that day. Well, I have you just about two minutes here to go. You yesterday sent a letter to the CEOs of Google, Facebook, Squarespace, and Twitter asking them to identify and justify uh, some of their content moderation processes. Why is the U.S. Senator getting involved in this conversation? So we have an industry, big tech, uh, a small handful of companies who run nearly all of the social media platforms uh, and and who also, in the case of Google, run nearly all Internet search in this country. It's uncanny how often a certain set of messages will simply get removed or blacklisted or deprioritized or demonetized on these platforms. And they tend to happen in one ideological and political orientation and not another. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that this is happening as often as it is indicates a lack of responsiveness to their consumers. And when you behave like that toward your own consumers, that's the sort of behavior that we tend to associate in other contexts with monopolists mm-hmm. uh, who, who might start treating their customers in a way that suggests they don't care if their customers go somewhere else, in part because maybe they think they can't go anywhere else. So I've got some questions for them about how these decisions are made. I want to find out whether they're colluding, how it is that they mysteriously end up making the same decisions simultaneously, as consistent as they do, and how they go about that. Fascinating. Well, I look forward to the response. You uh, you had some co-signers on to that letter, uh, a number of people looking for the same answers. Uh, I'm anxious to hear what they come back with uh, and how they respond to, to your inquiry, because it is a, it is, it's, an observable, it's an observable practice. And it really is something that demands answers. Senator Mike Lee, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Lee. Take care. All righty. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here. Uh, and after the newscast, we're going to come back. And I want to talk to you about uh, some, some measures being undertaken by the House of Representatives, the U.S. Senate, and now uh, a piece of legislation which sits on the desk of Donald Trump. It is the first piece of legislation of its kind. It is the first since the death of George Floyd, that a piece of legislation is made at the President Trump's desk that would look at these injustices claimed by so many around this country. That's coming up next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.